0: This is Unpacking Ag, a show about the insights you need to run a successful farm. On the show, we'll
1: unpack everything you need to make confident decisions for your ag business. So
0: whether you're feeding stock or growing crops, we've got you covered. I'm Sean Hickey.
1: And I'm Michael Curtis. Trade is a vital element of Australian agricultural markets, with demand from overseas markets driving significant changes to commodity prices. Because of this, it's important to understand how our ag exports are performing and to understand what's going on in our biggest export markets. In this episode, we'll break down the performance of Aussie ag exports over the last year,
0: look at the biggest trends we're seeing in export value and explore the performance of our major commodities. Plus, we'll give our outlook for export values in the year ahead. Let's jump in. Welcome to the first episode of Unpacking Ag. Now, we've been producing Agricultural Insights reports for quite a while and thought we'd try something a little bit out of the norm and put together a podcast.
1: Yeah, I don't know if anyone's done this before, record their thoughts and put on the internet, but we're going to give it a crack and share our insights in a different format. So excited to be here. Yeah, that's right. So
0: we've recently been working on our trade report for the year of 22-23. Now, before we get into the findings of our recent trade research, Michael, can you just explain why trade is such
1: an important part of the Aussie ag industry? Yeah, it's a, a really important part of the story of looking at ag markets. We export about 70% of what we produce from a, an industry perspective. But looking at uh, individual commodities, uh, commodities like wool and mutton, that's up to 90-95% of what we produce gets exported. So that means that what goes on in export markets have a really significant bearing on the overall demand picture and therefore prices that farmers receive for what they produce. And that becomes even more important during times of high production when domestic consumption is usually pretty flat. So when we have extra production, that extra surplus tends to go to export markets for most commodities. So And that's what we've seen in recent years with high production. So times like this is when what goes on in export markets becomes even more important to the overall picture for our ag commodities.
0: Yeah. So I suppose what were the the headline results then for our
1: Aussie Ag exports in 2022 and 2023? Yeah. So the the headline result was that uh, we hit a new record high value of $79.9 billion. And that beat the previous year's record of $67 billion. So we've had two years in a row of export value in, in record territory and really well beyond anything we'd seen before. So in 22, 23, we saw a rise of $12.5 billion or 18.6% from the year before. And as I said, that added to strong growth in the previous year. So over the last two years combined, we've seen growth of $30.6 billion or 62%. So really, really phenomenal surge in the value of exports in that time. Uh, if we zoom out just a little bit, those last two years have, have really been a standout before that, we had a period of about five years where export value was stuck between $49 and $51 billion. It was, seemed like it had sat at that level for a bit. So, yeah, the last two years have really really shot past that level for the first time. So
0: I suppose to start really dissecting those headline results you've just run us through there, Michael, what commodities drove that, that real increase in export value during the 22-23 the season? Yeah,
1: so it was broadacre crops that were the, the main driver that sector of the industry added $7.1 billion or nearly 20% in export value and in total that sector accounted for $31 billion in export value. That was more than double their value two seasons ago. So the last couple of years we have seen record winter crop production and beating that record each year as well as higher prices. So that's seen that sector really surge in value and, and driven the overall result to a large extent. Uh, In the last financial year, we also saw cotton exports be another strong mover. They more than doubled in value just in the last financial year and rose to $4.9 billion, and that was largely thanks to, well, both a a big lift in production and some higher prices for cotton. The cattle industry was another one that saw growth in export value. Increased beef production helped to drive a rise of $726 million, or or nearly 6%, and that took the, the value of cattle industry exports to $13 billion. Lesser growth than what we'd seen in uh, broadacre crops and cotton, but still a good performance from one of our larger export sectors. Sugar was another one that saw some good growth in the last financial year. Sugar exports rose $650 million or 32% and added to a rise the year before that and are sitting at a record high of $2.7 billion. So a smaller export industry, but saw some really strong growth in the last year.
0: So I suppose taking a, a bit of an opposite approach, now, what were the, uh, the commodities that then recorded a, a lower export value in 2022,
1: 2023? Yeah, so wine was one that does fit into our kind of category of agricultural exports and saw the biggest decline of those commodities with a, a drop of $165 million or 7.5%, just over $2 billion in export value. And it's at its lowest value in eight years, and that's declined due to lower prices while export volumes were pretty stable year on year. And really, wine's challenges at the moment stem from tariffs on exports to China. who was as little as three years ago were a billion-dollar market, but in the, the last uh, financial year, only $12 million of exports to China. So just to repeat that, that was a billion-dollar market three years ago and down to only $12 million. So that's a really extraordinary drop in response to those tariffs and created quite a large hole in the market for where our wine can go. So that's uh, that's really suppressed prices. The sheep industry as well saw a decline in export value, only a 2% decline and down from a record high. So it was still the, the second most valuable year on record with an export value of $4.8 billion. And that was largely due to lower prices, which offset an increase in export volume. It's a similar story with wool, uh, lower prices and increased volumes. And overall, again, a 2% decline in value down to $3.2 billion dollars. Whereas the sheep industry, particularly looking at sheep meat there, is at near record high export value. Wool is back on a a five-year average for export value. It was the opposite story for dairy. They saw uh, reduced export volume from a a smaller milk pool, but higher prices. But that still led to a 3% decline in value. But uh, yeah, similar to sheep industry, uh, still quite high, historically speaking, what the, the dairy industry achieved.
0: Yeah. Okay. So just to wrap up that
1: commodity story then, how did horticulture exports perform? Yeah, so overall uh, horticulture saw a rise in export value of $278 million or 11% and that took it to $2.8 billion. The big movers behind that rise were almonds and table grapes. So almonds jumped 32% in value to a record high of $825 and uh, that was largely thanks to increased production and we saw some pretty strong growth to China who took about half of our almond exports. Yeah, similar for table grapes, they saw a twenty five percent rise in value to five hundred and seventy two million, and regained some of the thirty percent decline that they'd seen over the last two years or the previous two years, and that was a story of increased volume and price. And again, with most of that growth going to China. In uh, some other hort commodities, we saw lower volumes and value for stone fruit and oranges, and macadamias declined in value with a global oversupply driving lower prices and, and offsetting some increased volume. And then finally, in the in the horticulture story, uh, vegetables are a mixed bag with lower carrot exports and higher onion and potato exports, overall driving a, a 1% decline in the value of veg exports. So a few different storylines going on in there for horticulture, but overall a rise of 11% in in horticultural export value. So the other aspect of, of trade is where our exports go.
0: What can you tell us about the major markets for Aussie ag exports in 2022 and 2023?
1: Yeah, so growth in value was a pretty consistent story across our major export markets. We saw growth to all of the top 13 markets and record highs to the top 12 markets. So only India in 13th place missed out on a record high, but they still doubled in value for the year and had their second best year on record. So still quite a high level there. So yeah, a very consistent story across our major markets. China was our most valuable market again and was the largest growth market for the second year in a row. So we saw growth of $3.1 billion or 23% in the last financial year to a record high of $16.6 billion. For China over the last two years, we've seen growth of 55% and that followed a really sharp decline we saw in 2020-2021. We saw growth of over a billion dollars to Vietnam, South Korea, Indonesia and Thailand, all due to wheat exports. Japan and the U.S. retained their places as the second and third most valuable markets, but both of those saw modest growth, only 5% growth to Japan and 9% to the U.S., and that reflects a relatively lower growth in beef exports compared to cropping exports.
0: Okay, so you mentioned China being the most valuable market and, and largest growth
1: market as well. What were some of
0: those uh, drivers of growth that we saw to China?
1: Yeah, it's quite an extraordinary result for China given the trade barriers that are still in place on many commodities or were in place on many commodities in the last financial year. Like the the general trend, growth to China was led by an increase in wheat exports. We saw wheat exports grow by $1.5 billion or 66% just in the last financial year. So that drove the overall picture pretty considerably. We also saw growth for commodities like beef, almonds and cotton within that story as well. That sort of adds to a pretty interesting trend in recent years. We saw in FY21 in response to the tariffs and trade barriers placed on many commodities, the value of exports to China declined sharply. They remained our largest export market, but just saw a massive drop off in that year. And the last two years have seen that recover and take China back to a new record high value this year. So it's been a pretty interesting couple of years and quite extraordinary that we've seen China return to a record value despite those barriers remaining in place during the last financial year. And we see that story play out in the percentage of our export value that goes to China. So in the last financial year, China's share of export value only rose moderately. It was 20.8% up from 20.1% the year before. So that's really is a story of us holding on to some diversification we made away from China in the two previous years. So in FY20 nearly 30% of our export value went to China. So we've seen that drop down from from nearly 30% back to that 20%, 21% range and down on the five-year average of 24.7%. So China's still making up a really large percentage of our export value, but in the last couple of years, seen that decline quite considerably. So to wrap it up,
0: Michael, what are we really expecting to see in ag exports this financial year in particular? the headline
1: outlook is we're expecting ag export value to return back towards average after two record years expecting it still to be the third most valuable year on record and crop production again is going to be the the key driver of this it's been the the primary driver of two outstanding years and seeing that uh, come back down towards average is going to drive export value To average. So the current outlook is for a 34% decline in winter crop production compared to last season. That's coming down from record production, and there's probably a bit more of a decline possible there, depending on how the next uh, few weeks and months turn out rainfall wise uh, in what crop yields can achieve. Regardless, we're going to see a decline in crop production, and that'll drag export value down. That'll be offset somewhat by some increased red meat production and then as well some increased horticulture production as well. Lower commodity prices are also weighing on the value of exports. So this year's been a pretty strong story of lower, particularly sheep and cattle prices, but also wool. And in terms of export markets, dairy prices, even though we've seen farm gate milk prices hold steady year on year. But yeah, challenging economic conditions for consumers are really weighing on demand for some of those premium agricultural goods and that weaker demand is reflected in prices and what that increased production can achieve in export markets. So for the year ahead, it'll be important to keep an eye on indicators of economic conditions in our key markets like China, Japan, the US, and those other Asian markets. Too. That'll tell us a bit about what demand's going to be like and therefore what prices might be like. But generally, expecting lower crop production and lower commodity prices to see that total value of ag exports come back towards an average level and currency movements are also going to be important to look at as well. Uh, We have seen a a lower Australian dollar recently, which uh, is going to help affordability of our products, but that'll be another factor to watch. But yeah, lower export value this year, but still the third most valuable year on record uh, is our current
0: outlook. No worries, Michael. Certainly sounds like it's been a really positive year for Australian ag exports and despite some more challenging conditions, going to be another strong year as well. Thanks for taking us through the report there. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Unpacking Ag, a podcast by Rural Bank about the
1: insights you need to run a successful farm. Rural Bank supports the agribusiness community by providing financial services, knowledge and leadership for Australian farmers to grow.
0: For more information, including regular analysis and reports, head to the website, ruralbank.com.au and click on the Knowledge and Insights tab. This show was produced with strategy and
1: production support from Wavelength Creative.
0: To make sure you don't miss an episode of Unpacking Ag, be sure to subscribe to or follow the show in your podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. It really helps others to find the show. I'm Sean Hickey.
1: And I'm Michael Curtis. And we'll see you in the next episode of Unpacking Ag.